Here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And we are on episode eight. Episode <laughs> eight, yeah. Two of season two. Um, we have a lot in store, or maybe not a lot, but we have a cool little thing that we're going to do today. Um, we actually don't necessarily have drink reviews. We just have our special drinks. Yeah. I have a nice little spiked eggnog. With and I have coquito. The Spanish mm-hmm. version of the eggnog. Exactly. Um, so we have those drinks to get us in the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have some theme-related books that we're going to do yep. a review of. Mine is actually a YA, um, going to be a YA book review. And Jenny, how about yours? This is a spicy rom-com. Ooh, I know. Kind of book I like. <laughs> it is your kind of book, and you would love it. I can't wait for you to review it so that I can learn all about it and then go get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're also going to play a which holiday are you based on your personality game? Mm-hmm. Um, I found this on BuzzFeed, so we'll add this to our like link kind of thing yeah. that we do. When we do our summary on our Instagram. So if you wanted to play, you can play it too. And then leave a comment. What person um holiday did you get? So let us know. Um, do you want to just jump right into it? Because we have Yeah, our- let's get going. Oh yeah, I but forgot our- we weren't doing our little tasting because we already know what they taste <laughs> like. We could do cheers. Cheers. Hmm. <laughs> So good. I love eggnog. Staple. Mm-hmm. I love eggnog of any kind. All right. Which holiday are you based on your personality? So the first question is, what's your favorite color? So they have black, purple, pink, orange, red, yellow, green, and blue. My favorite color is blue. I'm gonna go with black. See, mine are black and blue, but blue trumps black. Mine changes all the time, but I always go back to black. Yeah. Yeah. Most of my wardrobe is black. What's your favorite candy? Skittles, Sweet Tarts, Dum Dums, Twix. None of these. (laughs) None, but I would pick Skittles. I would pick Twix. I I would do a Twix. What month is your birthday? April? May. How would you describe yourself? Funny, sweet, quiet, loving. Wait, mine's taking a long time. Oh no. Oh. Is it not <laughs> like to move up? Because so I'm to the next question. Yeah, I just move oh. up myself. Oh, okay. I see it. Okay. Um, um quiet. Describing myself. See, I'm quiet in the beginning. I feel like I'm very loving. Someone said that to me the other day. Sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Angel would say the same thing. He's like, You're so hearted. That is funny. Maybe what I would like to be okay loving. <laughs> you can go with that. Oh, <laughs> I'm frozen now. No. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm frozen. What, so, mine is what's your favorite article of clothing? A skirt, a hoodie, a dress, or pants? A hoodie for sure. 
And then yeah. the next question, is it? I is got this it, yeah. Okay. What did you pick? Hoodie. Yeah. What's one place you desperately want to visit? The Swiss Alps, Japan, Paris, Ooh. Brazil, Italy, the Bahamas. Out of all of these, it would be Japan. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go with Brazil. I, want... I mean, none of these are really like on my tops, but I would go with Brazil. No, Japan definitely is a top for me. Which is your favorite animal? A dog, a cat, a lion, a monkey, a dolphin, an elephant. I would go Let's with dog. go with a kitty cat. Ooh. On Thanksgiving. Me too. <laughs> you're a grateful person and you always put your loved ones first. All right. I take that. Thanks. We chose like completely different answers and still got the same yeah, thing. That's cute. All right. All right. All right. Let's get into our books. Do Let's you want to go first? It. Or do you want sure. me to go first? Whatever. I'll go first. Mine Whatever. is super short. I mean, yep. mm-hmm. uh, so it's Merry Little Meet Cute by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. I've seen I've never, that everywhere. Right? So I've never read anything by Julie Murphy, but Sierra Simone, definitely. She did the Priest series, and it was amazing. So I had mm-hmm. to pick it up. Because mm-hmm. I don't really read, you know, holiday romance. So it's two authors that wrote this. Two authors, yep. That's so interesting, because I have a multi-author book, too. Look at that. We're always so in sync. You would think we planned this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this book, like I just said, it was written by two authors. It's a rom-com meets like steamy, spicy, forbidden romance kind of thing. Um, so it's about two different people who are trying to make something out of themselves, like a name in the acting industry so they're both co-starring in this like christmas rom-com for the hope channel which is equivalent to hallmark channel kind of yeah it's pretty much that's what it is Mm -hmm. so um it's multiple point of views by nolan and b so nolan is this ex-boy band and he is um he was on one of those shows where you like go on and compete to be in a band kind of thing. Oh, okay, okay. So he was on one of those and he was young. So, you know, he came into a lot of money really young. So his life went downhill from there. He was super popular with everybody. Um, but now that he's grown, he's an adult, he made some mistakes that he wanted to change his life over. So he caused an Olympian to not be able to compete or supposedly caused it by because of some party and something that happened and then his mom got really really sick so he had to really stop and like look at himself and figure out what he wanted to do with his life so he got the opportunity to be in this like hope channel movie to try to make a different type of look for himself and then that brings us to be the other main character she is also trying to do the same thing, but in a different sort of sense. So this guy, Teddy, he's producing the movie, this Christmas story, and he hired everyone. He had his actors and actresses, but then some accident happened where his um, co-star, the female co-star for Nolan, couldn't act anymore. So she was done. So all of a sudden he had to go and hire all these new people 
a new actress, new like staff. And he ended up hiring B because he, he knew her. So he okay. made a call out to her and it was perfect timing because she is actually a porn star. Yes. And not that she's like ashamed of being a porn star, but she wanted to like, just Brand have like out. a different light. Right. Like mm-hmm. be seen as something else, mm-hmm. just not a porn star. Mm-hmm. So she goes there, obviously, her normal name. So people don't know who she is. Teddy, the producer, doesn't want people knowing who he hired because he himself is trying to make a name for himself because he's a producer for porn stars and he's trying to be a producer for the Hump or Hope Channel. Mm-hmm. So everybody there is trying to make a name for themselves. So it's like the big old secret of who he really is. So everyone arrives on set to meet and Nolan is like in total complete shock like there's like a whole backstory for Nolan but I'll skip over all that um and he sees her he sees B and he's in total shock because he's actually like her number one fan for (laughs) as a porn star so he she has like these like live subscription channels or whatever and Mm -hmm. you could be like different levels Mm -hmm. and if you're like the top level and pay for the most then you get to see literally everything that she has out there for for you and he's that person like he's the number one but he doesn't say anything he's just like holy shit like I've masturbated to her like daily and she's standing here in front of me so they're like supposed to be like the romantic item in this movie Mm -hmm. so the same way he's shocked that she's there she's shocked because she's had posters of him all over her room growing up because he was in a band so you know it it was like a theme like he masturbated to her she masturbated to him like and they never met up until now so that's basically like the whole story the entire thing is them filming amazing movie Mm -hmm. and throughout the whole thing you know they start to like things heat up they hook right. up there's a lot of spicy scenes it's so good I freaking love Sierra Simone and I know this is coming from her brain at least this part of it mm-hmm. um so like I said there's a lot of sexual tension they end up hooking up it's spicy but it's also like it gives you that hallmark channel type of like wholesome mm-hmm. Christmas movie that you mm-hmm. like to see it's pretty much in this book it's just Two people with a bad rep trying to make a name for themselves and they end up falling in love. I love that. It is so and like, I wanna read that. Like you, you know, now. I don't read rom coms. Like yeah. this was such a good book. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. But that's no. it. Merry Little Me Cute. I love it. It sounds funny. It is. They have, they, they have a lot of have a lot of good like mm-hmm. moments. They and do not, I would be shocked because it sounds really, really good. Oh, yeah, they really that. do. I hope you oh. read it because I think you'd like it. Oh, I'm definitely going to get it. I love it. I will yeah. add it to my Kindle and just <laughs> when we end here. Just another book. <laughs> just another book to add to yeah. my queue. Sorry. All right. So mine is White Out and it's a YA book. Um, about black teen love and it has lgbtq plus representation nice. and it had it's written by six um women of color 
And so their names are um, Danielle Clayton, Tiffany D. Jackson, Nick Stone, and Angie Tom um, Thomas, Ashley Woodfolk, and Nicola Yoon, I want to say. Yoon? Y-O-O-N? Yeah, probably. And um, a lot of these authors are very... Um, like their books have been made into movies before, like the oh. Hate Give, Everything, Everything. Um, I think the Sun is a Star. I think is one, or it's something like that. The title. Mm. But a lot of them are very like prominent, well-known authors that actually had their work in movies, whether it's like motion picture or like a Netflix special. So, I love this book yeah I thought it was a great start to the season um just slowly diving in um so again it's black teen love what I loved about this was that it was a multi-person point of views and all their stories intertwined perfectly together for the main plot yeah. So basically, it centers around Stevie and Sola's breakup. That's what we know. Um, they break up. Um, and Stevie's plan is to win her girl back. Like she's gonna do this big grand gesture to win her back. Um, which is super hard for Stevie because she's not the romantic type. Um, so Stevie calls all her friends, like she has a large group of friends to help her. The only issue is, is that during this time, there's a huge snowstorm that's happening in Atlanta. And if you know anything about Atlanta and snow is that they do not do well in snow. <laughs> if they get any like, <laughs> inch of snow is full panic, their streets aren't made for it. They don't have the necessary, like, trucks and things to stand or salt their streets. Um, So, full panic, but it's a legit, like, you know, maybe... That is hilarious, because we literally would think (laughs) that in, like, real life, like, oh, they're screwed. And here we are, we, like, walk. We live through that (laughs) during the um, snow season. So, basically, it's, like, full panic. Uh, state of emergency shelter in place order That's hilarious super funny um so let me get back to my notes sorry so um like I said it's multiple point of views um so basically Stevie and Sola break up because Stevie embarrassed um Sola Sola in front of her Nigerian family this was supposed to be like their coming out dinner mm-hmm. um as a couple because her family has only known her at only known Stevie as Sola's like best friend but they've never like really told them like they were in a relationship um they've known each other since sixth grade so this was like their coming out dinner like oh of course you know Stevie but you don't know her as my girlfriend so of course Stevie comes in and she messes it up her nerves get the best of her um, she's like this super like smart genius level. Like she literally could be in college, but decided mm-hmm. to stay in high school. Um, 
And she took like a muscle relaxer to try to like help through it. And it just, it, Girl. it comes <laughs> off as she's like drugged up and Aww, like, you know, smart that's really sad. Yeah. So Solo was already mad at her prior to because the night before they got into a really bad fight. Because like I said, Stevie's a huge genius. Um, She's really into science and lab work. And she did a project on love and how love is just basically um, a chemical reaction of our brain. And Sola is like this super romantic, like she wants to be a novelist and do romance novels. And she feels like she's discrediting their relationship with science. So they break up and Stevie just wants to win her back. She's going to do whatever. And Sola actually gave her an ultimatum that if you don't apologize to like me and my family by midnight tonight, like I can't forgive you kind of thing, Um, which brings about a whole other drama, drama, because it's like you don't give the person you love an ultimatum, right? That's not something you do. But again, this is young love. So Stevie is like, I got to do this grand gesture. So she calls all her friends. And then these are how these other stories kind of come together to help Stevie. And within these stories are other love stories, which is amazing. Like, I just loved it. So the next story or point of view we get is Kaz, Kaz and Portia. They're two best friends that secretly like each other. And their mission is to get these Lego roses because Stevie is obsessed with Legos. And the very first gift she gave Sola was a Lego like rose or flower. Mm -hmm. And she hid it in her desk when they were in sixth grade. So that's so cute. Oh, my God. So they were at the mall when the snowstorm happened. So like now they're a shelter in place order. So they're stuck in the mall. So they're like, oh my God, we, we found the Legos. Cause it was like really hard to find that particular kind of Legos that you can make flowers out of. Mm-hmm. So that was their mission. And then during that whole thing, you know, Kaz is talking about how like he, you know, really likes Portia and Portia is over here, like getting an Instagram notification that she's invited to like this really cool um, party with this um, one of their one of the kids that they go to school with is like an upcoming rapper. So he throws like this big party and he invited her and she's like, oh, my God, I got to get a dress for this party. And he's like, no, you're um I believe he's Muslim. So he has a special holiday that's happening and she's supposed to come to that. Mm. So he was like, you're supposed to come to this thing with me and whatever. He was like, you know, all your holidays, I'm always the one who volunteers my time to be with you, whether it's, you know, Halloween and watching scary movies. I hate scary movies. Christmas, you know, I celebrate with you. Valentine's Day, like all these things. And I'm asking you for my own holiday and you're going to go to this party. So they go and get into like a little fight. And that's where she finds out that he actually had feelings for her. Because the Santa Claus at the mall tells her. He was like, he's doing all that because he likes you. Oh my like, God. <laughs> and she looks at him and she's like, like, it starts clicking. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. 
So then she runs away from him and he's like trying to calm himself down because he's actually in the middle of um, fasting. So he hasn't okay. eaten. So he's hangry. He's in love with this girl <laughs> and like it's falling apart. So they finally, you know, get back together and, you know, he tells her she loves him and she actually confesses her love to him too. So like Ooh. they get together and then we leave them. And then we get to the next friend, which is um, Evan Rose. They call her ER. Um, who she thinks she's in like this weird semi love triangle between her ex, not really her ex girlfriend, but ex girlfriend Savannah that she calls Van and this guy named Eric. So she actually went to boarding an all girl boarding school recently. And while there, um, she started questioning her sexuality, especially when she, you know, locked eyes with Savannah, like her heart raised. It was like a different feeling. Like she's dated men before and mm -hmm. she's just like, I'm attracted to her. What is this I'm feeling? So she's very close with Stevie, who is a lesbian. Well, they never say if she's a lesbian or gay or queer. Like there wasn't a, a specific label. Yeah. Um, but Stevie obviously is dating Sola and they're two girls. So she really like confided in her on like her feelings and things. And um, Stevie, you know, encouraged that relationship. So they were together. But it got super intense for 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 Evan Ross. So she kind of put like a halt on it. She was like, one, is long distance. Two, um, uh, she hasn't like come out to her family yet. Um, so she just doesn't know what to do. So yeah. while they were on break, she meets Eric and she starts to feel feelings for him, but it's not the same as Savannah feelings. So she's really confused and they're trapped in an airport because ER's job was to bring this poster that um, Sola and Stevie uh, had their first kiss in front of while they were away for this like camp or something. Um, and where Evan's... Um, boarding school was was close to that area so she was able to to get it so yeah. she has the poster but she's stuck at the airport with savannah and eric jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> so you know eric is calling her savannah's next to her she's like what do i do so she's kind of lying to both of them come oh to find God. out savannah and eric know each other they grew up together and you're caught he, he <laughs> knew he knew about savannah when he met um er so oh, okay so when she got there um so they savannah and er wound up um they had to like split up for a reason. So Savannah is like, hey, you just left me in an airport. I know nothing about like, I've never been to Atlanta. Can you like come back? Because she had to like take a call somewhere else. So then she's like, yeah. And she was like, oh, and one of my, she was like, and my ex is here and I want you to meet them or whatever. And her ex wound up being Eric. 
So she's Awful. in full panic mode <laughs> because she's thinking they never kissed, they never did anything, but there was like a connection that they yeah. had. And she just didn't know what that was. It winds up being just a friendship, but she doesn't know if Eric knows that. Like if Eric felt like it was more than that. So she's mm-hmm. in full panic mode. She was like, oh my God, he's going to say everything. And Savannah's going to think I cheated on her. But oh they my were God. So it was like, <laughs> whole, like, it was a hot mess. So then Eric knew like that Evan Rose was in love with Savannah. She just, she okay. just didn't know it. She just didn't, she couldn't put it all together so Eric kind of helps her he was like yeah um she was like what did he say he said something about like oh yeah she spoke about you all the time she always say you know my friend back wherever wherever we did this and she always spoke about you um so I knew you guys would you know be together kind of thing like gassing her up and Mm -hmm. she's over here like Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> and then that's when it clicks for her. Like, yes, yeah, she wants Savannah as a girlfriend. Yes, yeah, she's in love with her. And Eric was just a friend. And Eric winds up texting her like, you're welcome, you know, kind of thing. Oh, that's like, cute. Her out. He was just being like a really good friend. So then that put, so they're stuck in the airport. They can't get the poster to Stevie. Now comes in Jordan and Omari. Now um, Jordan is, one of Stevie, no, is so one of Sola's. Um, yeah, Jordan is <laughs> Sola's sister's best friend. So, okay. um, Jimmy or Jemmy. So that's how Jordan is in this story because Jemmy is actually Jemmy and Jordan are sisters, and Jordan is supposed to get Jemmy from the studio to go and help Stevie. Because Jemmy is like an aspiring music artist and she has a band and Sola and Stevie love them. And she was supposed to record like all their favorite songs, like on a CD to give Mm -hmm. as a present. So Jordan is stuck in traffic and she's going through it because she's stuck in traffic in a car with you guessed it, a guy that she likes that <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know likes her because a year ago they kissed and he apologized for it. So she automatically assumed with that apology, he meant like, oh, I'm not that into you. Yeah. She, she didn't give him a chance to explain. So they didn't talk for a year, but they wind up in the same car because they live near each other. Like they grew mm-hmm. up together. So she was like, it didn't make sense for him to take a plane when I was driving down here anyway. So she kind of told him, just come with me kind of thing. But now they're stuck in traffic and there's all these feelings. And then they finally find out that they want to be together. So that's Jordan mm-hmm. and Omari. But also within that sto- story, Jordan and um, I don't know if it's Jimmy or Jemmy, because it's J-I-M-I. Um, their mom kind of like abandoned them she like left to become a movie star it didn't work out um she started working at like a diner where she met her new husband and had like two other kids and like 
Jordan, you know, has like abandonment issues. So she's not very trusting. And that kind of like is why her and Omar, like she ran away from Omar, basically. She was like, I'm not going to get hurt again. I'm not going to like open up, you know, to people that are just going to leave me kind of thing. But her mom is trying to reach out. You know, her mom apologized for like leaving, basically up and leaving her husband and her kids. She was just like up and left one day. But she she's trying to apologize. And Jordan just isn't there yet. Um, So that's their story. And then it jumps to, and like I said, Jordan is part of this whole thing because she's mm-hmm. supposed to pick up Jimmy and bring her to Stevie. Now, like I said, um, Je- I don't know if it's Jimmy or It Jem- sounds like it's Jimmy. Jimmy, right? Yeah. So Jimmy is an aspiring, you know, singer. And she's going through it because her band, it's her and two other people. Her band wants to start doing more like l- love songs and things like, you know, broadening their their music. Yeah. And she's like, no, I don't write love music. I don't love love kind of thing. And this stems not only from her mom, but it also stems from when she was 13. There was this guy that she um, really was into when she was 13, this boy. And he uh, wound up writing poetry, you know, was part of the poetry thing and like, um, they were friends and he was her first kiss and she wrote him like a love song and gave it to him or like mailed it to him. And then he just like up and disappeared. And then months later he becomes this big rapper and she bumps into him. Oh <laughs> my God. So then obviously it's their story together. Yeah. Like him, like, you know, I, uh, I had a, she thought like it was just all given to him. And he was like, no, I had to fight for, you know, where I am now. Like he's super famous, um, like a super famous rapper and stuff. And he was just like, you know, my family comes from Brazil. My grandmother had to adopt me to come to the States. You know, everything I do is for them. And I actually had to forge the contract and just up and leave my home like my grandmother at 13 and basically just do what everyone told me to do like what to wear what I should rap around about and stuff and he was like you know I always remembered you um you always knew what you wanted and I was someone who was struggling to know what I wanted so it was intense for him he was like at 13 you already knew what you wanted you knew you wanted music you knew that you were in love with me. You knew like all these things about yourself so clearly, but I wasn't there yet kind of thing. And I was just like, you're okay. right. <laughs> I mean, they were 13 and she held yeah. on to that, you know, they're in high school now or high school age or college age. And so like, you know, she got to under- understand where he was coming from. And obviously they got together but she's stuck at the theater or the, the, she was at the studio, but it's like a theater where he was going to perform, but okay. because of the snowstorm, no one could get there. So they're stuck in that like vicinity waiting for her sister. And then it jumps to Ava and Mason 
and they are broken up right 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 when you meet them and I love their point of views because it's as if they're talking to each other but they're talking to the audience so it's like so Ava's like oh he broke up with me and that's her chapter and he was like no she broke up with me you should believe me. Got and then it. she's like, no, you know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. So it was like super cute for like the first few chapters were just like two, three sentences kind of thing. And then it was like their full story. Mm-hmm. So they were broken up. And again, misunderstanding, young love. Ava's mom is like, you know, young love doesn't last. Like you guys are in high school. You're going to go off to college, probably different colleges. There's going to be other girls for him and there's going to be other boys for you. And it's just not going to last, you know, just a mom being a mom, but also right. mean to say, <laughs> especially when your kid is in love. So right. that really hit home for her. And it didn't help that Mason forgot their anniversary. No, dear so God. So she was like, oh, he's already forgetting our anniversary because he's going on all these college tours and, you know, picking out colleges that I'm not going to be a part of because he's a year older, I believe, than her. So she'll still be, you know, in high school and he'll be Mm -hmm. in his first year of college. So, um, again, misunderstanding. So because she calls, (laughs) she this is something I would do because I'm so petty. So... She doesn't tell him it's their anniversary. Like, they go talking on the phone. He's in California looking at a college with his parents. So she was like, oh, you know, I wasn't expecting a gift, but I was expecting him to at least say happy anniversary or something. So the whole day, they talk, text, whatever. He never says anything. She waits till 12.01 a.m. Oh, my God, that is definitely something you would do. <laughs> to call him and be like, and she was like, yep. you didn't wish me happy anniversary. <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then she goes into this whole thing. Like, you know, that's fine. Cause I know you're going to like, you know, this isn't going to last or whatever. And he was like, well, if you feel that mm. way, that's fine. Let us break up then. Why, why wait? Why wait? Kind of thing. But and so, like, they're both on the phone thinking one of them was going to cave and neither one does. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, they break up or whatever. And they both volunteer at the aquarium. So um, they get back together. What was their mission? Oh, their mission was to get um, a gift for Sola, which was like a jellyfish. Because um, the first time they were ever romantic was actually at the aquarium um because her mom okay her mom (laughs) runs the aquarium okay so stevie set up this like she knew that i think it was like a random tuesday that during a certain amount of time people aren't there and like she could do like this sweet little like picnic kind of thing in front of the jellyfish tank which i thought was so romantic that is really cute so they were supposed to pick up like a a gift shop gift and it was a jellyfish and then they were going to bring it over as their gift kind of thing. So all of this is all happening while Stevie is trying her grand gesture now is I think it's ER's brother-in-law. He's like a tech whiz and at the Atlanta stadium 
He's practicing using light drones to write messages. And uh, there's like this up and coming, no, not up and coming. There's this like rapper who's going to propose to his girlfriend or whatever. And he's going to use those light drones. So mm-hmm. he was like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity for me to practice, you know, writing words with the lights and stuff. So she was going to do like her I'm sorry message because Sola lives near the stadium. And so she'll be able to see the light show. And during this time, while they're practicing the lights and stuff, the news is like UFOs during the snowstorm, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. It's all like it's on Twitter. It's on the news. It's Jesus like everywhere. Christ. So all in all, it's all for them to get back together. Then um, they call on Sola's dad to help like, hey, can you please bring her to the stadium at this time? Stevie thinks she isn't coming because she hasn't heard anything from Sola. She's like, I did, you know, the grand gesture. You know, she loves romance and, you know, I'll grovel kind of thing. And it's like, she's super upset about it. And she was like, let's, and then all her friends show up, but Sola's still not there. And they have the poster and they have the roses and they have everything. And she's still not there. And then finally, Sola shows up because of her dad and. Stevie apologizes and they get back. That is so darn cute. Oh my God. It was amazing. And all of that, all of that in this. When I tell wow. you it was so greatly written where you weren't confused, all the mm. stories like intertwined so perfectly, all like the love within the love and like the romance. It was so cute. I love I w- it. Does it like tell you which author wrote like the certain couples or whatever I'm not really familiar with the authors themselves but there is a part in the author's notes which they don't give details but it says experiment title the key to love scientific question which author wrote which part of the love story when we decided to write whiteout we wanted to challenge ourselves to tell a story that felt like a big glorious puzzle because so often the process of falling in love can feel like that two people trying to figure out who they are where they belong and how they fit together if you're curious about which author wrote which pieces of this big snowy love story look no further than the following key stevie and sola were written by the self-professed love grump of the group Taz was written by a Christmas queen. ER was written by the only Atlanta native among us who also who is also an airport lover. Jordan was written by the only author who is a rapper. Jimmy was written by the author who has always been a wannabe rock star and whose books always include music. And Ava and Mason were written by the author who once wrote a kiss scene that lasted four pages, but the <laughs> editor made her shorten it. Oh my God. <laughs> so That's you cute. Know, like, really like know the authors. It would be yeah. easy for you too, but I'm not familiar with them. But I, I, de- they are, actually did um Blackout first. Okay. So I'm definitely going to check that one out. And then this is White Out. So Blackout was the first book that they did together. And I'm definitely going to check that out. I wonder if it's like the same characters or if it's like a whole new set of group of friends. 
Um, but yeah. That's it, really cute. It was really, really cute. And I love the diversity of it. I love the banter of it. I love the love stories within it. It was really, really good. Good. Uh, yeah. Yay. Yeah. I like it. I might actually pick it up. Yeah. I definitely I like want to get it. So. I'm excited. Yeah. I have to get the other one because I felt like I was missing something. Mm-hmm. Especially since they mentioned Blackout. So I wonder if they are connected in some way. Because yeah. um, some of the characters have like older siblings that are either married or, you know, dating someone. So I wonder if it's like their story. Yeah. I got to check it out. But yeah, yes, it was you do. So and let good. Me know. I was so <laughs> happy about it. Good. I read it in a day and a half. Wow. I just like flipped through it because I thought it was so cute. I was just like, oh. It's so good when they do like multiple point of views that just work well together. It worked perfectly. And the fact that six women put mm-hmm. it together so seamlessly that you thought it was just one writer, I think is amazing. And yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like I've I've seen like two authors at a time, maybe three, but six? Never. Yeah, that is a lot. I thought it was going to be like an anthology type no. thing. Mm-hmm. No, it was all like one big story and like they put it together and it was just, it was amazing. I loved nice. it. A Yay. great way to start the holidays. Like I, I said, know. It's perfect. Oh, perfect it, timing. It was like a snowstorm while I was reading it and it would have been perfect. It would have been. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, well. It'll all be right. okay. But yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> Same. I would say, tell us what you got as your um holiday personality because we got thanksgiving so let us know what yours was and what is your first um wintery read this year let us know in the comments yes please we might have to look into it (laughs) (laughs) we might we might yeah (laughs) that's all i got yes Thanks for joining as usual. Bye.